All right. Uh, hey, everybody. Um, this is Noel. So I figured you know, I'd start um, kind of just uh, recording and um, talking. Um, it's both a, uh, a practice for me. Um, talking in the mic and not having to transcribe what I'm going to say because most of the time um, when I preach or I teach or I do uh, videos I transcribe everything that I would say and one of the reasons why I do that is um, well I'm I don't have good memory to begin with and the second thing is I, I think I'm, uh, I'm a better writer than I am a speaker and I, I like writing because it it lets me um, it lets me self-edit and I'm able to uh, think through my thoughts without hurrying things up um, it lets me think through what I'm going to say um, trying to find it helps me uh, find the right words so I'm not just blabbing stuff especially when when time is limited in in the teachings or the preachings um, so yeah that's that's one of the reasons but then at the same time uh, I kind of want to practice um, just speaking and thinking on my toes you know, it, it, it helps with the with the authenticity even though my I'm I'm monotone to begin with anyway and I use a lot of us to fill in time that's that's another thing that I'm trying to get rid of but if you hear me say that it's yeah it's it's just filling filling time in and trying to collect my thoughts uh, which by the way what I gotta do now is I gotta go and close the second room's door hold on a second So yeah, I wanted to talk about In the Garden a little bit. Uh, In the Garden is a project that, by the way, it's it's like 12 a.m., 12 midnight. I'm not usually up this late, um, but I figured I you know I had some time, and um, normally I would I would write. Um, 
write out my thoughts and put it on my blog, which I'm still going to do. But this time I figured, hey, you know, let's let's try this out along with the reasons that I gave earlier. Uh, but yeah, um, so today we filmed um, our our first part of a series of videos for In the Garden. Um, In the Garden is a is a it, it's it's a project that my my friend uh, his name is Stephen, but we call him Jeff. Uh, yeah, it's a project that he started, and one of the things that we wanted uh, for in the garden is for it to be a platform for. Uh, for us to reach other people and um, specifically to reach people with the gospel and um, God's word and, and scripture do a little bit of teaching and preaching and all sorts of, of good good stuff um, so we filmed today um, the filming went as good as I think it it's it's gonna be you know it's it's our first day of filming we filmed uh, one part one of a series that we're doing um, that we call God gardens and the gospel um, so when when he um, when he invited me in to uh, to be a part of in the garden um, I said it on the video, too, uh, that you know, when he wanted me to do some teaching on it and um, to preach on it, and we're still kind of figuring out how, how that, how, what the feel is gonna be for that. Um, so we, we did one today, um, and when he invited me into this project and said you know teach and you know, something um, I like immediately my mind went to like settings in scriptures because you know, for some reason um, I, I think it's it's God it's it's not it's not me it's not my own my own ideas I, I just feel like the older I get the more, the less creative, I I've, I be I become. Um, so yeah, it's uh, not that I'm creative to begin with anyway, but my mind uh, went through the Lord. Just I feel like the Lord just led me through settings in scriptures where, uh, you know, there's like there's there's mountains and there's. Uh, oceans or seas there's valleys there's rivers there's deserts um, there's the wilderness and there's gardens and these three gardens came came to mind for me um, the garden of eden uh, where it all began then there was uh, the garden of get Gethsemane 
and um, the Garden Tomb. Uh, so these three places, and today we we filmed uh, God and Eden. It's the first part of God Gardens and the Gospel, and we we always think about um, you know, how in the story um, what uh, what are we learning about God? What are we learning about ourselves? Um, where is where's the gospel in all of this and luckily on in this lesson in the first part of god gardens and the gospel it was it was pretty easy for me uh, there was a sub like subtitle for it uh, it's like a problem arises a promise made um, the gospel story begins and this is where i see the gospel story begin for humanity uh, so we we went through that uh, we talked about um, how in the narrative um, God's creation was perfect everything in the world was perfect uh, but then there's these three creatures that decided to rebel um, there's a a serpent um, which later on I kind of maybe I'll elaborate in a little bit because I, I have been um, learning and studying a lot um, about uh, these spiritual beings um, that were in the Garden of Eden one of the points that we made is that the Garden of Eden is is a place where heaven or this spiritual realm and um, earth, this um, earth, the physical realm where humans um, live, they overlap. And there's a lot of places in scripture that this happens, but this is one of those places. Um, that it's a place where you know heaven and earth kind of overlaps. It, there's like spiritual beings that live there, and by spiritual beings, I, I don't mean like um, spirit, because when we when we think about spiritual beings, a lot of times we think of them as you know they're disembodied. They don't have like bodies. But in actuality, in scripture, um, spiritual beings uh, do have some type of form. Um, of course, God is, is formless. God is spirit. Um, but we also see him manifest himself in, in different ways. And of course, the, 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 big, the biggest way that he manifested himself to us is uh, through Jesus, his son. So that's one thing. But yeah, there's like spiritual spiritual beings aren't necessarily like invisible. They they have bodies, and um, one of these spiritual beings is, I believe, um, there's there's evidence that the serpent 
um, is a spiritual being that it this serpent in this situation wasn't like a normal snake um, it, that it's that this nakash that's the Hebrew word for um, serpent is also um, can also be interchangeable with um, another term used for um, serpents which is seraph uh, which if you're if you're familiar with scripture you'll you'll hear the uh, or you'll see the word seraphim in some of your bibles and i learned that uh, seraphims are snake-like creatures so they're this they're the ones that have uh, i think six wings that covers um then they cover themselves and um they surround the throne of god and i think they're i think they're the ones that uh, sing holy 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 so this nakash this seraph this serpent this spiritual being that was in the garden um decided to rebel and to me that's why it, it kind of made made sense um, I I don't know of any creature um, that God made in the garden that was able to speak. Uh, maybe He did create some some creatures that could speak, or because it's such a different uh, world um, back then, like Adam and Eve's world post. Uh, pre-sin before they sinned was totally different um maybe they were able to uh, they were able to communicate with the animals the way that we post-sin cannot um so yeah uh, but i i think that the um i i don't know if there were any other animals that could speak but this serpent could so to me it makes sense and through word translations it made sense that this is no ordinary like serpent this is a seraphim that decided to rebel against god and it's it's a normal thing it wasn't um the Bible speaks about uh, multiple rebellions against God. It's not like a, a one-time thing. Uh, if you read through Scripture, you, you'll see multiple times that um, spiritual beings, angels, and uh, decide to rebel at, at different times. Um, the big one was... Um, that one third uh, that rebelled against God with Lucifer, I believe, and then there's there's this one where this individual uh, serpent, this individual um, seraphim, 
decided to rebel and then there's the w one time where um, some angels decided they wanted to have sex with women so they rebelled and they came down here uh, but yeah so we have the and, and then of course so you got the seraphim you got Adam and Eve they decided to rebel so we talked about that a little bit um, we talked about the problem of sin um, and the big thing with that that in my studies at least for me personally that I I took away was that this the sin this failure to um, so just to back up a little bit uh, sin uh, which is translated from the Hebrew word chata or um, hamartia in Greek uh, sin means to fail you'll also hear people use the term uh, miss the mark uh, and that mark is the mark of holiness and obedience uh, to God so we talked about Adam and Eve missing that mark because they listened to the snake uh, but the big thing was um, this act of disobedience wasn't just an act um, because the like what I said on the on the video the premise and the the reasoning for why Adam and Eve disobeyed in the first place was the offer that the snake had with uh, so the 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 premise was hey if if you eat of the fruit you can be like God that was the the premise so it wasn't so much that they dis decide uh, that they desired to eat the fruit it was to know good and evil the way that God knew good and evil and ultimately to decide for themselves what was good and what was evil and to ultimately 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 make themselves into gods so that was uh, which which leads us into um, into thinking that um, and again this is this is how this is the beauty of of scripture that everything if, if you really pay attention everything is connected can be connected to each other um, without without doing much um, mental acrobat mental acrobatic tricks that you know scripture um, one way or another is the whole of the Bible is connected uh, so it wasn't just a failure to act and be obedient and 
on um, Adam and Eve's part. But what it was really is um, they wanted to become like gods. They wanted to, I said on the video, define for themselves uh, what good and evil was, which is not for them to decide. It's not, it's not for us to decide what is good and, and what is evil. Because ultimately, um, morality, uh, good and evil, you know, what is good and evil? The answer to that question is from God. We cannot define that on our own because then you know, we, we, can, we can pretty much do anything that we want because, you know, what's, you know that, that thing that they say, you know, what's good for me is good for me. What's good for you is good for you. You know, you do you type of thing. That doesn't really work because, you know, if what's good for me, quote unquote, um, hurts other people, then it's not really good. Uh, so yeah, there's um, the sin in in this particular situation with these uh, with Adam and Eve is is deeper. Um, that. Uh, yeah, so it's it's deeper and it has more of a spiritual sense. Um, so they wanted to be their own gods, uh, and this is why um, we that spiritual sense in sin. That's why we 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 hear in scripture or we see in scripture we read in scripture that it says ultimately we wrestle not against flesh and blood um, so uh, that and if you notice too that in in scripture it seems like every rebellion or every sin that happens has a spiritual component in it so so yeah there's that and and we talked about how that became a pattern of living that wanting to be our own gods and that's pretty much how what i think is um it, it's one of the the big things with sin is one wanting to be our own gods it's deciding for ourselves uh, what is good and what is evil even though it, it can hurt other people, um, it's it's putting our own will and our own desire above God's will. Um, it's idolatry. Uh, maybe at the heart of it, you know, we can we can say uh, the heart of sin is idolatry. Um, so yeah, those were kind of the thoughts that were, um, that were that's going through my mind when uh, when I was studying, uh, and then we also talked about um, 
Yeah, so where were we? <laughs> so yeah, um, it's become a pattern of living for all humans. Um, we see it throughout scripture. We see um, we see it in our own lives. We want to put our will above God's, and and this this happens a lot, even um, even in the church today, where we want um, we we want to put our own will again uh, above against and above God's will you know it's it's hard for people to submit to God's word um, and without you know without going hold on a second my my computer's uh, going kind of nuts with these updates um, exit that we don't need that <laughs> yeah my windows uh, my windows open so yeah you can you you'll hear stuff you might hear my daughter Yeah, you might you might hear my daughter uh, calling me. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean we we see that in in our lives. We even in our Christian lives, we want to put our will and um, even in the way that we we study we study scripture. Um, we we tend to impose our own ideas on it instead of um, listening to it. <coughs> um, yeah. Like I, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we we do that a lot. Um, maybe next time I'll, I'll elaborate on that uh, next time. So, and we and so that event, going back to what we we went through today, um, it 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 brought you know sin. They sinned, and it brought the curse of sin w with it, Adam and Eve, um, which is death. Uh, the Bible says, God says in his word that the wages of sin is death. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to highlight is that... Um, we already see God being good and gracious to um, not just to Adam and Eve, but to all humanity. And we see, we start to see God working to like redeem humanity and all of creation. Yeah, if it seems weird, that's because I'm 
I'm referring to my notes from today um, and when you see the video you'll you'll probably hear the same kind of things because I'm referring to the same notes um, so uh, we don't like in 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 the garden what what I've also learned through my studies is um, there's this thing called um, uh, shadows in the Old Testament and um, when when I use that term and when some people use that term uh, it's it refers to God's redemptive plan there's these shadows clues that we see in the Old Testament uh, that kind of yeah like these shadows gives us clues on what God wants to do um, or what God's God will do to redeem his people um, and one of those shadows we see in the Garden of Eden and to me this is it doesn't sound like it but to me this is exciting um, these discoveries these connections that um, the Lord's kind of beginning to show me in in his word in scripture it get, excites me um, it it the Lord's kind of being gracious feeding me um and um yeah feeding my inner nerd so it, one of the one of the connections is well um so, so one of the things that i've i've learned is what is when adam and eve um cover themselves up with leaves or like with with vegetation they took some plants and they made clothes and they covered themselves up because they um they saw they were naked it says there they saw they were naked and they were ashamed um so that's one of the things that um sin does is you know it makes you feel ashamed <laughs> and they attempted to cover that shame with plants and bible scholars um in the classes that that i took they explained that this is a picture of um our first at attempt humanity's first attempt to um to cover themselves up to cover their mistakes, their sin, um, it's it's pretty much um, the first like picture of religion, of religious acts, and of, of trying to cover like our own sin and our own shame with our own works, which doesn't work. We we know that it's because what it is essentially is an act of pride and it's an act of self-righteousness right you're using you're using your own good works to try and um, 
try and appease God or you know, you're trying to clean yourself up uh, before the Lord. Um, so the, which we know is, is not doesn't work. And you know thinking that we can uh, we can cover ourselves up and we can use our good works and religious acts. By the way, I said on the video, um, that um, there, there's a scripture that I referenced um, that our good works are as filthy rags and this is how God you know, sees it sees our, our good works and this for a little bit of clarification it, it's not that God doesn't like good works the Bible uh, scripture tells us that he created uh, he prepared for us good works but um, compared to his holiness and his goodness and his good works our good works are nothing in compared to that especially if we're using it or we're trying to use it to um, wash away our own sin it just it doesn't work it's filthy rags compared to God's holiness it's and um, the literal translation of filthy rags actually is like used um, tampons it's it's the rags that they would use the women would use uh, for when they had uh, their menstruating so they would use these um, these rags and that's what it was just filthy rags so there's that um, and that also became a pattern of living for humans you know just being self-righteous uh, thinking that God will accept us you know if you're religious you know thinking that God will accept you because of your good works um, but what it is actually is that God accepts us in spite of our good works uh, in spite of um, us being failures um, in spite of us trying to be self-righteous you know God still uh, love well he loves us and he invites us to be in fellowship with him um, so the invitation is inclusive it goes out to everybody everybody's invited um, so then um, we got to uh, the requirements for for the forgiveness of sin is the shedding of blood which brings us to um, what God did in the Garden of Eden um, and this is where the next um, part two will connect will kind of connect um, with part one is this uh, picture this picture of of the gospel that we see in the garden of eden is when god takes a creature it doesn't say what kind of animal um, but he takes a creature um, took skin um, so uh, i said on the video that it it's it, it doesn't specifically say 
but we can safely assume that God had to kill and shed a creature's blood so that he can use it to cover Adam and Eve. And this is, like, that's a picture, a shadow, right? It's the term, the shadow of what he's about to do in um, on the cross with Jesus. You know, it's a shadow of um, what Jesus is going to do to redeem us from uh, sin and death. Um, that's what he's going to do to pay for our sins, to um, to pay for our sins and save us from from God's wrath against sin. Um, so that's the that's where we kind of ended ended the video. Um, uh, you know, in, in this sad, kind of tragic story, this sad. Uh, and by the way, I don't, I don't really like using the word story. Um, just because it makes it sound like it's not real. I like using the word narrative. Um, but that might just, you know, sound pretentious to some people. Uh, so yeah, in this you know seemingly tragic like, story narrative, um, we see uh, we see God already kind of move, and you know he starts like if if you're reading that part, you know, and maybe you start to get bored by it, uh, just just remember that you know God is trying to draw you in to this story to this narrative that um that really we're we, even though it's so far it's been so long and it's kind of far away and far removed from us as a people living in the modern world that we are continuing this story um, that began in the Garden of Eden, that he's God is still drawing us to this story, to this narrative, and that in this narrative he's already like starting to work um, and to show us like, hey, I'm gonna redeem you. I'm going to redeem my people. I'm I have a plan to redeem uh, humanity. And you know, in the Garden of Eden, we see the gospel story begin. Um, so I didn't get to share this on on the video, but there is a um, there is a a hymn that I found. The title of the hymn is "In the Bulb," and I'm gonna share it right now. In the bulb. In the bulb, there is a flower. In the seed, an apple tree. In cocoons, a hidden promise. Butterflies will soon be free. In the cold and snow of winter, there is a spring that waits to be. Unrevealed until its season, 
something God alone can see. There is a song in every silence, seeking word and melody. There's a dawn in every darkness, bringing hope to you and me. From the past will come the future, what it holds a mystery, unrevealed until its season, something God alone can see. In our end is our beginning, in our time, infinity, in our doubt, there is believing, in our life, eternity, in our death, a resurrection, at the last, a victory, unrevealed until its season, something God alone can see. So, I like that hymn because um, just like... So here's here's one thing that I've I've kind of observed too. Uh, a lot of people tend to dismiss the the Old Testament because, and I don't I don't blame them. You know, it's it. These are ancient texts, and somehow um, these ancient texts that was preserved and handed down to us in the modern generation as God's word it it's supposed to affect the way that we live and the way that we um, the way that we see God the way that we see other people the way that we live our lives it's supposed to matter to us but because it was written um, a long time ago for a specific group of people, um, for a specific audience in a specific time in history, um, and in addition to that, it's for an audience that knew what the original authors were talking about exactly it's a little bit hard for for us in the modern world to not just to understand but even just to know how to read it to have a um, the correct framework of reading this you know how are you even supposed to read this <laughs> but um, uh, the reason why I I like that hymn is because it reflects um, what the old one of the things one of the beautiful things that's uh, that we see in the Old Testament which is God's redemptive plan um, slowly being unveiled uh, and one of those ways that it was unveiled was in the Garden of, of Eden when he did what he did with with that animal or with that creature whatever creature it was um and we see that you know throughout scripture so yeah i think that that's it for me tonight um it went it went longer than i anticipated again just because you know, 
mostly these these are just ramblings and i'm i'm just i'm just uh practicing talking um, from the top of my head so there's 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 that um stay tuned uh <laughs> yeah stay tuned for more of this um more more videos um uh, uh jeff is is working working on it um uh if if you're if you're hearing this um and you're a christian you're in the same team you know hey uh pray for us um it's it's new but it's exciting and it's a platform that you know we'll, we get to um reach other people and uh, for the gospel and if the lord uh touches these us uh, you know even even we said we were just sitting down earlier and we were talking and uh we we said to each other you know hey if if there's um if even just one person gets reached um with these things the lord uses the, these whatever we're doing to reach one person and that would be enough uh, so yeah uh, pray for us um, and yeah thanks thanks for listening uh, all right